Hi everyone. Hi, this is Rahul, your filmy Banya, and I'm so privileged to introduce to you to our new speaker and this very interesting session which we are doing. And uh, this is a very very unique um, interaction with Mr. M K Raghavendra. And Mr. M K Raghavendra is one of India's foremost movie critics and movie scholars. We have heard a lot about movie uh, producers, writers, directors. We have got guests from US, from Europe, from India on our podcast. and today we're going to get the perspective of what film scholars think about think about painting issues of the movie industry or the entertainment industry so one of the major topics uh, now doing around uh, you know all over social media is why indian films are not making it to the oscars and that's something which uh, we're going to talk to mr mk raghavendra about like what is there is is there any academic reason i mean it's almost since 1947 we're now looking at 75 years of independence we don't even have one single india made in movie which has got a single oscar the only person who got an oscar for his work was satyajit ray in 1992 i think as a lifetime achievement award other than that there are some people working as indians in international productions or global productions like slum dog millionaire or life of pi or water uh, but otherwise it has been like a very very bad run for the india indian film industry which is apparently the largest movie industry producer of films in the world so today we're going to talk to mr raghavendra about it and we have questions from um, uh, a lot of fans by the way uh, mr raghavendra big bomb welcome to the show thank you so my first question is uh, from one of our fans uh, anshuman jain and he says that why do indian films don't get selected for oscars and sir a little heads up please speak uh, because you are an extremely learned person and i would uh, request you to please use simple uh, lucid language with illustrated examples from indian films to explain your point of view and we'll be eternally grateful for that okay i'll, I'll try my best because it's a somewhat uh, not a, not an easy topic but let's say this okay okay now um let us look at indian literature okay now the point is storytelling is important in film cinema now storytelling would be shall we say can be either in literature or in cinema mm -hmm. right why are indian writers never even considered for the nobel prize for literature okay you could say there is a commonality here between indian writers not being considered for the nobel prize for literature the only one who who man who won this was rabindranath tagore after that there's no mention of anyone else that was when i think maybe long time back yeah similarly rays rays satyajit ray is the only person who's got anywhere close to the thing and it's not only oscars okay it's the issue of uh, accepted on international platforms right now the point is that at one at one moment in history south korean turkish iranian indian they were all on par south american they were all on par shall we say 50s or so i think mother india also was nominated yes. for some oscar yes, also i forgot yes at that mother point india they were all together yeah. and subsequently indians have fallen behind at the same time consider this important thing all these commercial cinemas from these countries have fallen france has fallen japan has fallen italy has fallen germany has they've all been supplanted and taken over by hollywood right Indian well, cinema has not been okay. okay so Indian cinema survives in India. It's almost impossible to get to for Hollywood 
to take so, over indian cinema in india okay so can i interrupt for a minute diaspora right now now the issue is what it means is that indians respond to different things from what the west responds to okay mm -hmm. the same thing which makes your commercial cinema extremely successful on your own turf makes you unacceptable on foreign turf right fascinating so you could say to draw an analogy you are making films in dc when the world thing is ac you get my point analogy right <laughs> but the point is what is this difference between ac and dc i'm talking about between indian cinema and say western cinema south korean cinema japanese cinema chinese cinema right the difference is that western cinema is based on the notion of mimesis it sounds like a mimesis it's basically a thing that the purpose of art the purpose of literature should be to imitate the world okay observation now when you say imitate the world whatever is shown in your films okay should be some kind of replica of the world right now the point is if you look at this replica of the world means what it means the world as complex and ambiguous is complex and ambiguous is difficult to understand the world your film in similar ways okay should include the complexity of the world right now let us look indian cinema okay seems to begin with a message of some sort okay, okay. let let us uh, expand upon this now let us take this uh, film parasite and you answer questions i'll ask you questions okay parasite okay now parasite what is that story about it's about a dysfunctional dysfunctional family trying to live off another family it is about the harami working class okay it's about the uh, harami working class trying to exploit upper class people <laughs> that's okay. a heavy word mk yes yes no the point is this okay the point is they are showing working class as a bunch of scheming uh, plotting people they may have their reasons but they are scheming and look at the way they show it okay doing everything destroying each other trying to do competing with each other trying to get uh, in the get on in the world trying to get uh, become parasite means what parasite is a description of this working class trying to live off the upper class mm -hmm. okay now the point is it is satire can you imagine an indian film where you have a working class versus uh, upper class where the working class described as harami well is that uh, possible yes they have done a movie like that which one uh, see yashraj films had produced a movie called titli which is oh, i've seen that it's it's no no it's not like that at all titli is actually about the bad world about how people having to get on it's not really that i mean it's not like this at all i mean you you look at the look at the i mean look at the way it's a very nasty piece of work parasite and until at the end it does something else but just look at the way they portray these people okay 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 smelly i mean can you imagine these things the thing is in indian cinema you have a certain accepted uh, what is it uh, accepted uh, conventions that certain people should be represented only in certain ways okay the so, poor have to be noble can i interrupt now if you don't mind please okay so what i have taken from you from you for last 5 minutes and i would like to put this out to my audience uh, i'm not i'm going to use a little bit of hindi as well here ki indian films ke andar ek playbook ko follow karte they follow a playbook a yes. defined playbook 
Uh, and the other thing, what you told us about why the cinemas of Spain, of Italy, of Korea have done well globally on the critical circle or the award circuit is also one of the fact that they are not such big movie industries revenue-wise within their country as they should be. So they are not like box office darlings of their own country. Uh, yeah, they are so not. That's one. But that and, is not uh, a cause for this. It's okay. a different issue altogether. It's not a cause for their, uh, for, I mean, for their success in the international, in the international film festival thing. That's not a cause. I'm just saying that they are doing it in a in a language which is acceptable internationally. They make okay. movies which makes them also vulnerable to international productions. Okay, so what you are saying is they are pandering to a global audience. I wouldn't use the word pandering. They are speaking a language acceptable globally, which means that global cinema can also enter their space. Okay. That way. And you feel Indian cinema with the kind of content which goes on here doesn't leave much scope for international content and that culture is. to come in. Yeah, it does not. It does not leave that. It speaks a different language. Okay. Okay. Indian cinema enough. speaks a different language. It is not in the same language as an American film or a Japanese film or a South Korean film, right? Perfect. And I said the basic thing is these films are basically ob observational in their thing, in their, uh, you know, they observe life, they try to imitate life, they try to replicate how, you know, like for example, you know, what's it called, uh, that it's not true that uh, the rich are always uh, bad people and the poor are always good people in the sense that in, given the legal circumstances here, given the legal circumstances, we know that, uh, that this is not a, it's a truism of some sort in the sense it's a politically correct kind of thing which works in India. But you won't find this, uh, you know, this, uh, this observational thing. What you observe in real life, Indians have a, a, a strong sense of what should not be shown. Okay, what should be shown, what should not be shown. Okay, okay. It's not only it's even in uh, even in um, popular cinema also. It's a uh, popular cinema and art cinema. Satyajitra didn't have this. Satyajitra did not have this. Satyajitra was my was doing was trying to be observational. Was trying to show people as they were. That element of complexity was there. But this is true in all almost all of uh, art cinema as well as popular cinema. And the reason is my own understanding of it is the reason is. You believe that truth is independent of experience. It is there in your uh, social text. It is there in your uh, Manusmriti. It is there in your Vedas. It is there in your Upanishads. It is there in the teachings of holy men. And they know more than what the average man sees in everyday life. You get me? What the average man sees in everyday life is ephemeral. It passes. It is not truth. It is just appearance. You get me? So the question is, when you say, like, as in Parasite, that a bunch of uh, Harami working class types are cheating an upper class person, that is appearance. The truth is that the upper class person okay, will exploit. The, this is the general sense. I mean, look, I'll tell you. What happens is on one side, you've got these religious things like families, religious social things like families, God as in uh, or that uh, the mother is something, you know, that sort of thing you have in... Uh, or that, uh, you know, you take something like three idiots. You tell me. Let's look at three idiots. Okay. Gardner's boy. Okay. Played by Amir Khan. Okay. He becomes a genius without any evidence of him studying. Okay. He becomes a great inventor. Why? Genius. Okay. That notion of genius, right? He is a genius, which means he can do anything. Okay. This is a truth. 
as the way they would see it. But the same character in the film, he goes to a poor man's house and makes fun of that man, holds his nose at the food which is being cooked there, right? His own classmate. So the question is that, that inconsistency is simply not acceptable. It is not possible. But the question is, since you believe in the notion of genius, that genius who will somehow, you know, or other pass and come brilliantly without doing any studies. Okay. That is the truth. Like, you know, why, how does that truth, where does that truth come from? You know, ask me where it comes from. You got to ask me that, right? It comes from the notion that knowledge is within us. Haven't you heard that in college school? Well, knowledge is within us. Yeah, yeah, many times. But how is knowledge within you? How is... Okay, how is the working of, an, of, a, of a, what shall we say, a nuclear bomb? How is that knowledge within us? What do you mean exactly by knowledge within us? I think, I think what you are trying, so what I'm talking about is enlightenment, you know? So there is That no is not knowledge. See, the question is this, okay, let us understand this. So what happens is, this term will be understood in this way, when you say knowledge within us, whatever it may mean, uh, originally have meant, it is understood that finally, if a person has the means within himself, okay, he can uh, top the class, he can become a genius, he can make inventions without studying, right? That is the way it is understood by the common man, right? So the question is this entire thing of, you know, your observational thing that is necessary to study, it is necessary to work, is forgotten by three idiots. Yes. There's no way that, for example, that Punsuk Wangdu or uh, what is his name, I, there's no way they could have come first in class. Okay, without studying. It's not possible at all. Gardener's boy, genius or no genius, it's not possible. But the point is, it is accepted by the public because it passes for a truth. Okay, genius, right? So this is the general thing that Indian cinema seems to, your uh, social realist cinema in India, not Ray, not Ray and not some of the Malayalis or some of them, even, even people like Mrinal Sen, they have this thing, notion of, you know, of solidarity of the working class, right? Okay. The, exploit, the exploitative nature of the rich. You are, they have these, you know. Yeah, please. If I can interrupt, you know, I remember when I was in school in 1990s, uh, Mithun Chakravarti used to come in a series of this movies with the title Garib. So it will be Garibon Ka Data, Garib, yeah. Garibon yeah. Ka This, This, That. And, you know, like uh, he made a string of these movies as a labor class. Even yeah. uh, there is one of Amitabh Bachchan's top-notch films, which I feel is Kala Pathar, which is again talking about uh, this uh, worksman on the lowest yeah. level. Yeah. Even Divar shows this angry young man who comes from the, you know, the lowest forms. Uh, because it is seen that the poor classes in cinema, and I would just like to tell my audiences, uh, Mr. Raghavindra, what you want to say is that the lower classes ka portrayal in Hindi cinema, mein, the portrayal of the lower classes in Hindi cinema, not only lower classes, of all classes, all classes in okay. Hindi cinema is very defined. It's very defined and it works. All portrayals, let me interrupt. All portrayals in Hindi cinema follow certain locally accepted convention in India. You get me? Okay. It is not true to lived experience. They seem to have preconceived notions. Inference precedes observation. Okay. Now the question is, uh, something like parasite could not have come without a sense of actual social house where people live in society. But here you've got a certain sense that observation is secondary, inference, what are right uh, motive, what are right uh, philosophical uh, uh, standpoints, what are right moral issue, moral viewpoints. This is a basic thing. So Indian cinema is very stuck on this, right? On stuck on these things of what should be shown, what should not so, be shown. 
so just to round up our first question, what Anshuman had asked uh, was that uh, we have, uh, you know, basically the idea what Mr. Raghavendra is talking about is that Indian cinema doesn't uh, basically, uh, quote unquote, not exactly cater, but it is made for Indian consumption. Yes. Largely. And it's this strategy that jo cinema India mein banta hai, wo India ki consumption ke liye banta hai, Indian diaspora ke liye banta hai. Is it made for Indian diaspora as, as well as Indian, uh, you know, you know, audience uh, who are basically looking to it. And that is the reason we tend to not take too many risks when it comes to disturbing this ecological balance, if you might, you know, yeah. as far as content portrayal. Very good. Very nice. And that is the reason we have not been able to get into so many competitions because yeah. uh, the, the large idea is that qualitatively on a global perspective, the quality of content as well as, as far as Western perception is concerned suffers if we tend to follow this playbook. Yes, okay. to follow uh, this playbook. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but it makes you strong on your own tough. It makes you yeah. weak outside. This is the basic thing. Okay, so what um, uh, Mr. Raghavendra is saying is that this strategy can yield a lot of uh, results and a lot of uh, profits as well as good results for the Indian producers and Indian filmmakers. But internationally on the critical circuit, it might suffer. So because of this, so it is like a two-way streak, you know, it's just not, it's like a balancing act on both sides. So it might not win many awards, but it might end up making more money. So it's like that. Yeah. Okay, great. So the second question comes to us from Aditi. Uh, she's asking, is there anything to do with the very form of Hindi cinema, which doesn't make it fit into the category of films which compete in the Oscars. Yeah, that is true. That's what I just said. No, it's, it's yeah, I think yeah, the first question answered. Yeah, first question. It's, it's the, the same playbook, thing. Uh, the whole there's, idea. There's a fundamental grammar. Let's say this much. Hmm. There's a certain grammar in Indian cinema, which is uh, I will not go into that. What that grammar is? It is different. For example, if you just take Hollywood, okay, Indian cinema is in the passive voice. Hollywood is in the active voice. Hollywood, to put it, uh, I don't know if you got a thing of grammar, active voice means Hollywood works on the notion of, of um, individual motivation is a very key issue in Hollywood. Mm. In Indian cinema, it is karma. It's karmic in some way. That is things happen to you. Okay, you are at the recipient of uh, dispensations of fate, of the destiny. You look at anything, for example, I, in fact, this came to me when I was watching some uh, movie, Mene Pyar Kia. You've seen okay. Mene Pyar Kia. Yes. Suddenly, there is this villain. He's coming along. At this point, uh, the villain is about to stamp uh, the person's this fellow is hanging by a cliff on the cliff with his uh, with his fingers, and the villain is about to attack this man and kick, kick his uh, kick him over the cliff. Suddenly, a pigeon, which is uh, angry with this fellow because of the past act, that pigeon comes along and attacks this villain, and the villain falls over. Okay. Now, where does this pigeon come from? Okay, it's a way of avoiding this entire business of individual motivation that finally there is something else in the past which you have done which will come and affect you. Okay, okay. The same thing. This is a sort of a standard uh, motivational thing in uh, Indian cinema. I've this never, uh, sir, I've never thought about movies like this because if you see, I mean, um, you are right. Uh, see, but Indian movies, of, uh, for example, um, Okay, so what you are saying is that when you say individual motivations are very important in Western cinema, in, so especially let's in American cinema. American okay, let's look at slightly a movie. variations of that in every other cinema. So let's individual look at a movie. Let's like let's look at a Western film like Wall Street, Oliver Stone, right? Yeah. Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So there is the mot uh, so the individual motivation of 
you know, Charlie Sheen to be the best broker under uh, Gordon Gecko played by uh, Michael uh, Douglas. So okay. his personal journey goes in and he suffers and he ultimately gives in to the police and then he comes back, saves his father, blah, blah. So that's his personal journey. So just give me an example how uh, a hero's journey would be in Indian I'll, I'll give you an example, not from cinema, but from the epics, right? Okay. Now, what is in the Ramayana, the motivating thing for the Dasharatha to send Rama away? Who is responsible? Answer the question. <laughs> Who is responsible? Kaikeyi? No. Kaikeyi Thought is put into Kaikeyi's head, Kaikeyi head by Mantara, right? Okay. Similarly, in uh, Mahabharata, thoughts are put into the, the Kauravas' heads by Shakuni, right? Okay. okay. And Shakuni is not, an, not an, a person with agency. He himself owes that to some part, past life, something else, right? So the question is that finally, that uh, thing of responsibility is displaced backwards and backwards and backwards. Okay, let us take, let us take, um, uh, what is the reason for Devdas being what he is? The fact that he's rejected by his father? But love for Paro largely? No, 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 his failure, his failure he owes to his father's beatings. Okay, his strict father. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the point is, if that strict father is really responsible for making the, 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 uh, Devdas what he is, Devdas should in his mind at least, resolve the issue with his father? Does he resolve the issue with his father? No. The point is that father is just some kind of external motivating device who puts Devdas into some passive frame of mind. It's the same thing with Mere Bap Chorhe. That is never resolved. That Mere Bap Chorhe is something which has happened to him, which makes him what he is. Another point, no, no, it's not even chore. Okay, it is just humiliation. That society has done something. It is not that he becomes a chore. Let us accept certain things. Vijay in Divar is not a, a bad man. He's not even an anti-hero in that sense. He's actually an admirable person in many ways. He doesn't do anything bad. Okay, there is no... There, in fact, if you ask me, the person who does any real bad in uh, in Divar is Shashi Kapoor is a brother. He shoots that boy for carrying, for stealing a loaf of bread. Right? He does that. Vijay doesn't do anything bad. But, but, the, but the point is this, even that there are some extenuating circumstances, he is not a bad man, he is not a thief, he is a victim of circumstances. So, so everybody... Indian, so Indian heroes, according to you, will be victim of their circumstances? Not necessarily, they'll be created by circumstances, not necessarily victims. So they won't own their world? Yeah, they're not responsible. They, they don't own up to their moral everything including you know, there is a very interesting new actor who has been doing various kinds of cinema Ayushman Khurana hmm. now what Khurana does is all his movies he's the loser he's the guy who loses the plot he's the guy who is having sperm problems he's the guy hmm. who's having uh, you know he's working in a call center as a woman voicing out like you know like a like a guy who imitates women for a living. So he is usually in these low, and you know, what you are saying, he just literally institutionalizes that kind of hero. But tell me something, when you look at the, uh, the male protagonist of Hindi cinema, which comes out like, uh, like a Salman Khan, you know, the, the guy, the Dabang guy, but he owns his world, he does whatever he wants, he, he thinks is right. And uh, he has his own journey. What do you think of that? 
Okay, let me give you an example from Shole, right? Okay. Okay. In Shole, Gabbar is the villain. Yes. These guys are bounty hunters. Yeah. Supposed to what? About does the bounty hunter do in for a few dollars more? He's supposed to go and catch the villain, kill him, yes. right? Yeah, okay. For money. Yeah. He has to act. In uh, in Shole, let me ask you, how do they come in contact with Gabbar for the first time? Gabbar comes to the village. His men come to the village. So the question is, these people are re reacting to Gabbar, okay? And Gabbar himself is not an individual, okay? Let's understand this. Gabbar is a combination of one earthquake, two floods. You know, earlier in Hindi cinema, earlier you used to have you know these floods and earthquakes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was all over. Yeah, the correct. The point <laughs> is, instead of having one flood, two earthquakes, one fire, one uh, something else, right? What they do is they replace all of them with one villain. Ajit is that kind of villain. Okay. Okay. So there is no underlying logic. So there is no underlying logic. Yeah, please. So something like uh, Joker in the Batman pantheon, who's uh, basically this all-powerful villain who comes from nowhere, like a anarchist, and he just disrupts the city of Gotham, where yeah. full control has been exercised by various characters. Yeah. So in many ways, you would say that uh, the spin of Bollywood is with its villains. Mm. The quality of its villains as well, right? Yeah, the villains have disappeared altogether now. There are no more any villains in Hindi cinema. Where are the villains? That's quite a statement. Yeah, I mean, almost no villains. Where are the villains in Hindi cinema? Villains were necessary at a certain social point in cinema, I would say 60s onwards, 70s onwards. Villains represented something. I won't go into that. It's a little complicated. Mm. I won't go into that. Now that thing of the villain is no longer necessary. Now, what is the villain now? Like, for example, basically, what is the villain? The villain obstructs the path of the Hero. protagonist, right? Places obstructions in the path of the protagonist. Then it was necessary to have these obstructions, right? Nowadays, what is obstruction in what? Obstruction in justice, obstruction in uh, human, human uh, humanitarian thing, obstruction in love, that would be the fundamental thing. Now the question is, now the question is after all these obstructions were in somehow, uh, shall we say in tandem with uh, your uh, Nehruvian socialism. It was at that time, once Nehruvian socialism disappeared as an ideology in India, mm. obstructions also disappeared. Where are their obstructions? In uh, later in uh, films after, in fact, if anything at all, obstruction in something like Bunty or Bubbly, or you take um, this, uh, not which is the one, Guru, mm. take the films. The obstructions are the parents because of the traditional mindset. They want them to go into government employment, right? Bunty or Bubbly also same thing, Guru also same thing. So they are not villains anymore, okay? okay. They are old thinking, whereas it's very different from the villain of Gabbar or Ajit, right? They're not the same kind of uh, villains at all. Here they're just, I mean, the, the nature of the obstructions have changed. They're no longer villains. But that obstruction is necessary in some sense. They are not those, they're not a combination of three earthquakes and two floods, right? Hmm. Okay, yeah, so our next question comes from Jitesh Jain from uh, Punjab. He's one of our regular listeners. And he says, why Indian filmmakers who are NRIs get more attention like Meera Nair and Deepa Mehta? Yeah. While Indian filmmakers based in India don't get attention. So essentially what he's saying is Indian content creators who are based outside India, creating Indian content will get a lot of attention. 
There are not so many of them actually. I mean, I why is that? Okay, let me ask you a question. Have you seen that TV series uh, called New uh, Delhi Crime or New Delhi Crime? Delhi Crime. Delhi Crime. Yeah, I have seen. It. In my opinion, it's the best Indian TV series I've seen. Okay. Yeah. It's why is it so good? Yeah, yeah. Why is it so good? It's got foreign technicians. They know how to edit. Yeah. So the question is, when you use a foreign cinematographer in some way, and all your work is look African cinema. I don't know if you're aware of African cinema. Very less. Okay, when, uh, when uh, Usman Sembene was making movies, were very crude. I mean, they were very important. Now you, I was in some jury of some African film festival in uh, Zanzibar. Now what is happening is, the the script is written by the African student. He's studying in uh, uh, Paris or some such thing. He, he writes a script. He wants to make a movie. Cameraman comes along. Uh, the music uh, person comes along. Editor comes along. All of them come and they make a movie with this director there, standing there as the the filmmaker. All these other people are there. See, basically, cinema is a collaborative effort. If eight eight per eighty percent of your collaborators are foreign, there will be foreign value in your film. You agree with that? Okay. This is very important. Okay, it's very different making a film completely with an Indian crew. Um, perhaps one cinematographer or so. But increasingly, I mean, if you, you want to succeed, there is a basic, you know, of, uh, you know, I don't know, a cinematographer who comes from uh, uh, from uh, France or from America hmm. to India, his eye about India will also be different. Yeah, I agree. The interest but, is but, also but, different. But sir, the question is, why they get more attention? Like Mira Nair and Deepa Mehta. I think, look, I'll say that this much, that Mira Nair, uh, not so much Deepa Mehta, Meera Nair's uh, quality of her filmmaking is, uh, she's made Western films, right? Okay, you, did you, were you aware of this man called uh, Krishna Shah, who made a movie called Shalimar? No, I know the movie Shalimar, of course. Shalimar, okay. He made an American movie, which is completely different from Shalimar. Shalimar, he thought he was going to make an Indian movie. He made a complete flop. He made a hash of the whole thing. But he also made an American film about some relationships and all that, which is indistinguishable from American cinema. But the point is, what kind of scriptwriter, what kind of thing are, are you going to work with? Deepa Mehta, more than Deepa Mehta, I think Meera Nair has got a Western, you know, um, Western technicians helping her. She's situated abroad. So she's, uh, she's also, she used to, see, one of the things about India that people have, okay, advantage that Indians have, okay, is you've got a milieu like uh, unlike any other in the world, okay, it's it's grimy, you go to, I mean, it's extremely grimy, you will, uh, Anurag Kashyap has discovered this, uh, the grime in Anurag Kashyap's movies is un, unheard of or unseen in, uh, nowadays stuff like Titli, the stuff like Masan have all started coming and they've become grimy as a kind of quality. But I see them as actually crimey, as children. Huh? Just to give a heads up to my audience, what crimey basically means is set in the world of crime. No, no. No, no, no. It's not that. I mean, it's dirty. Yeah. I mean, you find uh, slums, you find squalor, you find filth, you find rapes happening, you find uh, the dead bodies lying around. I mean, I mean, grime is dirt, dirty. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, okay, grime. Sorry, uh, grime. Grime, grime, not crime. Grime. Okay, G R I M E. I thought crime. Itself. It's like it's like Slumdog Millionaire. See, Slumdog Millionaire showcased India's grime, right? It's not even truthful about India. That's a different matter. But the point is, it showcased Indian grime, and because it did that, it it managed to get a lot of attention for itself. But it's not an Indian movie. It's a movie made abroad, made in America totally, with American, totally. right? It's totally. Yeah, yeah, correct. But they just had Lavleen Tandon, who was the Indian director. 
वेस्टर्न लुक एट इंडिया इज बाउंड टू बी सक्सेसफुल an indian look at india does not look at what the western looks at okay it's uh, it's i itself is different okay and they doesn't know see for example you take anurag kashyap uh, you take something like gangs of wasipur okay in gangs of wasipur grandfather and grandson 50 years apart meet the same man okay who has only hair graying in the temples right <laughs> Fifty yeah. years apart, the grandfather is killed by that man. The grandson takes revenge and kills that man in the same hotel. What happens in fifty years in India? Cities are unrecognizable. People are unrecognizable. You can't have a carry a memory for fifty years like that. Just look at Godfather too, right? Godfather too. What is that man whom uh, Vito Corleone kills uh, when he goes back to Corleone, right? He kills that. That man is forgotten altogether, right? he doesn't remember he's not killing the same man he's killing somebody else he's killing an old man he's forgotten everything he has no mind he has no he's senile here 50 years later that man has just got gray hair on his temples okay this is a certain indian way of seeing it because you think that man will remain the same regardless of how old he goes okay okay so what i'm trying to put forward now to our audience is that what mk sir is uh, mr raghavendra is uh, trying to put forward here is that he's saying that there is a indian playbook there is a indian system of executing stories characters narrative uh, the overall character arch or the director's journey or whatever you want to call it is very much suited for the indian audience and uh, that is also the reason it draws its strength of being uh, not influenced too much by hollywood's presence in india still builds the uh, stardom for indian stars and what mk sir is talking is purely from the perspective of a movie scholar a movie critic and the person who's looking at the evolution of how content is executed yeah. of course there is a set of different factors which affect is who is the uh, you know he also spoke about the fact that global projects with global uh, talent as a cinematographer writers producers is very different uh, and the con- the content produced by indian uh people uh, indian crew is also very different although indian films have really done well as in despite all these minuses we have a mother india and a salam bombay and a lagan which have gone as indian production houses being lagan this one minute lagan yes one of the key things of lagan is the notion of duration i don't know if you are familiar with this notion of duration you are a full film student duration is the time taken between the one event and another the total length of the action in the film in terms of narrative time right okay okay now if you take shole what is the duration in shole do you know two and a half hours nobody knows you can't tell <laughs> okay you can't tell how long that uh, the action in the film is set over right i saw one movie called saudagar uh, with uh, by okay. no way of saying it begins with the two children and uh, it ends with their grandchildren being older than they are so it must be some 70 80 years i really don't know lagan you take what is the duration in lagan 3 months 
Yes. Which is the time taken for that for the challenge to be the match to take place? So what you are saying is that Lagan's execution was far better than grammatically. It was grammatically Western in many ways. Okay. okay. You get me? Okay. So what what Mr. Raghavendra is saying, dear audience, is that the film ki jo जो लगान फिल्म थी उसके अंदर जो ड्यूरेशन थी फिल्म के अंदर ड्यूरेशन देखिए याद रखिए ड्यूरेशन इज नॉट एसेंशियली द ड्यूरेशन ऑफ द फिल्म ड्यूरेशन ऑफ द प्लॉट इन द स्टोरी बेसिकली कि एक चीज शुरू होके कब खत्म होती है जो चीज शुरू होती है फिल्म में टास्क हीरो हीरोइन के लिए या पूरे ग्रुप के लिए वो खत्म हो जाती है तीन महीने में विद इन द फिल्म अदरवाइज इंडियन फिल्म टेंड टू हैव वेरी अनएक्सप्लेन durations of their stories within the movie and that no, is no, where we never know what the, what the duration and yeah. that's what mr raghavendra said that one Lagan of the things western that ways because it executed the entire story uh, in a very very different uh, form and it had a different grammar because the entire story takes place within 3 months yeah okay so this will help this will help the kind of there are various other things like for example uh, stuff about character subjectivity things as seen by the character and not as they happened that's also important would you rate lunchbox as a, a premier film which could have gone to the oscars it could have but there i think uh, lunchbox is all right it could have i think i, I would say that that's one of the most more western kind of things but where it would, uh, does not score is its subject matter is not uh, strong enough oh. it's, it's yeah it's not strong enough in the sense that it uh, it has to bring in uh, some social thing of some sort you know of, uh, it needs more density of some sort yeah what stronger what mr ragvindra is saying just a second sir is that dekhiye koi bhi ek film ko ek bada issue attack karna hai ek bahut major social societal issue ko pakadna hai lunch box which looks like a great film by the way a lot of my friends in new york mr ragvindra have seen lunch box and life of pi all of them have seen whether they watch indian cinema or not because it is a great story of a man and woman communicating through a lunch box uh, but the point is it's not a issue which is big enough yeah, it's not strong enough uh, emotionally also issue bade jab tak nahi honge to films nahi ja payengi oscars yeah so you have to any any festival would require that you have to have comments on class structure you have to have comments on gender issues you okay. have to bring in all these things or some kind of thing you have to bring in okay that lunch box doesn't have Okay, so that that I mean, it's it's lightness in terms of subject matter is what hampered it, but it's certainly more. It's uh, it's uh, again there is duration. Okay, there is duration. It's uh, it would be widely acceptable to Western audiences. I would say. That's also very interesting thing. What he has said is the duration of the way the story and the plot continues within the movie has to be acceptable to a global audience. Yeah. They won't find logic in these senseless durations of. multi generations yeah. like mr raghavendra gave the example of gangs of wasipur wherein uh, you know uh, sardar khan's father uh, who's played by jaydeep pehlawat who's now becoming a big actor himself jaydeep pehlawat uh, uh, dies then his son comes in manoj vajpayee then his son comes in uh, you know nawazuddin siddiqui but the arch nemesis of all these three is the same man ramadhir singh yeah and he doesn't grow that old but we have three generations of a family facing the similar enemy so although it might look very good to the audience as a very stylish swag driven story you're talking about revenge so you're talking yeah. about you know that that thing of revenge yes. but 50 years later the same man remains the same he's the same person yeah no that is, these are all issues right these are all big big issues 
So we have a question. I'll say this much, you know, I, I'm fairly confident that I know how to write a script acceptable to the West. Okay. okay. But the point is that may not be acceptable within India. Okay, but the point is whether it will be commercially successful is different. Fantastic. But, but but it can be it can be successful in terms of its uh, appeal at festivals, appeal to international juries. It can be more successful. It can be done. It's not. But I don't think people have paid attention. I don't think our film schools have paid attention. Okay. We don't have any film schools to. I talk. know. I don't think there are any. I I don't think they're worth talking about. Today. The only private film schools we know of, or have we, we have heard of, like I went to a film school in Los Angeles and studied there for two years, worked there for two years in Hollywood. Then I got to know about more about how cinema is produced and directed. Like in India, what I've seen is cinema is an art form, okay, and it's a business as well. In the West, it is an art form, it is a business, but more importantly, it is a science also. So science means that they will take literature through a book, they will acquire the rights, then they will develop the project, then they will find an actor, then, will, then they will find 200 countries to release it now on different platforms. Uh, so I saw this very differently and in Indian cinema, Indian film school, there is just Whistling Woods in Bombay, which opened up by Subhash Gai, which has got some traction now. They will, they will simply move teachers from this school to that school, right? <laughs> well, they, I, I mean... Uh, it's like this, when you bring in foreign universities into India, okay, you're not going to get foreign teachers. You're going to move people from the existing universities to foreign universities. Hmm. This is what they're going to do. So what you are saying is just the certificate is going to come out rather yeah, than... come out of that, yeah, that kind of thing. But basically, they're moving the same faculty. This is, this is what they do. Now, let me say one more thing. What is that? If you want to study cinema, okay, don't go to the US like you went. Go to Russia. Okay. In Russia, the great filmmakers became teachers. In America, the failed filmmakers became teachers. Okay. <laughs> There's a big difference. Okay. I would not, I would not want to learn filmmaking in America at all. Okay. I would probably send them to Russia. Okay. Tarkovsky taught. All of them taught. All the big big guys and the great filmmakers, which is why a new a new new entrant. I don't know. Have you seen this guy who this uh, um, this chap who made this movie uh, called um, Bean Pole? Have you seen Bean Pole, the Russian film? No. You should see this guy. I, I think. Um, see the only Russians. See now Russian cinema. Uh, my uh, viewers, a very interesting country has cinema ke point of view उन्होंने पहली बड़ी फिल्म बनाई थी किसी भी स्केल के लिए कॉल बैटलशिप पोटेम्किन 1926 वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट सम हंड्रेड इयर्स ओल्ड अगो दे बिल्ड द फर्स्ट मैग्नम ओपस दे मेड सोलारिस एंड्राइड टार्कोव्स्कीज दे मेड आंध्राई रुबलेव दे मेड ऑल दिस बिग बिग बजट फिल्म्स एंड रशियंस एंड and so uh, Russia is also having a language. And now let's come back to our discussion, sir. Uh, we have a last question from our audience. Uh, now this is uh, coming from another uh, friend of mine, Aniruddha. He says that um, uh, the movie is like court and Tithi and now the disciple. Are these the way forward for India at the global circuit? Uh, court and Tithi, yes, not disciple. Okay. Okay. I would rate those two. Why would you the, rate them high? 
uh, well, uh, they work. I, I mean, it's a little difficult to talk about it. Again, uh, they are more mimetic in some sense. Okay. In the sense that they they are more observant about actual life. Titi hmm. and uh, I would say that Kort and Titi, I'm 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 uh, impressed by the fact that he picked the same thing. I'm not sure about disciple. Okay. I just saw it. I don't I don't uh, think the disciple is the way forward. But Kort and uh, Titi are the, probably the best movies made uh, in India for the past twenty years. I would say. So just to sum up, what Raghavendra sir said is. Uh, mimesis is a science. Mimesis means uh, cinema imitation, basically, right? Correct. Uh, imitation of the world. Imitation of the world. Replicating the world in your movie is telling a story, which in many ways is like the world itself, rather than delivering a message. A message. So it is the message is for the interpretation interpretation by the critic. It is not okay. intended in that way. So what you are saying is holding a mirror to the real world. Correct. You're right. Okay. Correct. Perfect. Like you, for example, you take Vertigo. You take Vertigo. One of my favorite what top films. Vertigo. What yeah. is the message in Vertigo? It's a very complex thing, right? So the question is: obviously, there'll be fiction here, not simply a matter of photographic realism. You'll have to write a story which also is convincing. But the basic thing is, you're basically telling stories which have some resemblance to the real world. This is basically it. And I think Titi did that. Mm-hmm. And I think Court uh, also did that. Okay, but not uh, disciple. Disciple doesn't do. Just to tell to our viewers, Thithi is a Kannada film, T H I T H I Thithi, and uh, which was released a few years ago. In fact, Amir Khan had tweeted about this movie. I remember, and uh, Court is Chetanya Tamhane's movie made in 2014. It's available, I think, online. Was available on Amazon a few months back. Disciple is yet to release in India. Disciple is Chetanya Tamhane's next movie, which is produced along with uh, his um, mentor Alfonso uh, Coron. Uh, it's actually the first Indian independent film which has been repped by a big Hollywood agency called William Morris Endeavor Division Endeavor Content that is you know representing the movie. It has won the Fipreski Award at Venice Film Festival. And uh, again, just to sum up this discussion from Raghavendra sir, and I think sir would agree is that uh, Indian films follow a certain playbook, a certain set of rules before making itself palatable to Indian audiences in India and abroad. uh but they have to change their playbook look at more realism in their treatment they should attack bigger issues and have a tightly knit script and look at the qualitative aspect qualitative aspects of storytelling such as duration etc of the story itself as uh, you know the reasons if they want to move forward but anyways thank you so much uh, raghavendra sir coming all the way to us from bangalore i hope you stay fit and fine in this uh you know uh, telling times and we would be reaching out to uh, you and just a little uh, introduction filmi banya is a online community of movie lovers tv lovers content lovers we have featured some a list hollywood writers filmmakers and we are available on facebook and youtube please do subscribe to our uh, youtube channel filmi banya f i l m i b a n i y a and uh, please give your good wishes and keep guiding us in the coming days and many thanks for spending time with me and the filmi banya community uh, thank you so much sir and it is always a pleasure and uh, you know um, to always get your point of view and this is really great thank you sir thank you my pleasure